0: Join the club. We're all old and fat. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and
1: Balderdash. Balderdash.
0: Oh, Johnny, you know I have man? missed you. I've missed you too. My, it's been too long. My friend. I love you so much. What
1: do you do? What's happening?
0: Uh, Not a whole lot, and uh, but I'm glad that we're finally getting here and uh, life is slowed down just for the moment so that we can do this podcast, which I'm very right. excited about.
1: Two seconds. What's that? For about two seconds. People would send us more of their dollars.
0: (laughs) We'd be more motivated. We we
1: could do it more often. (laughs) Uh. Well, so much other things like I could, you know, like, it's funny, actually. uh, Earlier this afternoon, I was kind of re listening to some of our episodes, and we were talking about money and one of them. And and it was, you know, like, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, but it buys a lot of time. Yep. And that time can make me happy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm that's true i there's agree with that 100 percent. anyway
1: there's an interesting conversation that goes hand in hand with this yeah yeah i mean a lot of things that happen in life we don't get to actually choose to ignore and you can't always throw money at problems yep but sometimes it's
0: it very true that's very true well i do want to um i do want to thank uh we've we've been getting uh, uh some supporters Uh, So through Fountain FM, um, in the last month, we've had uh, some sats come in from some people. Now, they didn't leave a message. Um, They just have donated to our podcast. So two sats or 45 sats or 95 satoshis or 585 sats or satoshis, Um, 78 satoshis. So if that was one of our listeners, thank you so much for donating to the podcast. We do appreciate it. And uh, and it's nice to know that there's people out there listening and that they they value um, what you and I are doing.
1: I yeah, super appreciate it. You know, I, I like I appreciate the donations. I would appreciate comments more.
0: Yeah, it, like, I, I agree know with that we're too. Doing well. I want to know if yeah. you think
1: we're a big a big bunch of turds. Well, we already know we're turds, but <laughs> if we could like learn to polish the turd a yeah. little bit, yeah, that would be good. So I I'd, agree. Like we want to hear from people. We, we like. I know the people that I've talked to outside of the podcast uh, that listen; they enjoy it, and uh, you know, I, I just encourage people to to give us a shout. And, yeah, and we—I'm hilarious, we'll talk back. and I need to know it; otherwise, I I get self conscious, <laughs> and I'll just stop doing it. He'll stop being hilarious, folks. I'll will stop doing it. I'll stiff <laughs> <snip> you, son.
0: <laughs> hey, is your microphone on?
1: Uh, I think so. You sound a little okay. echoey,
0: like I'm hearing you in the room instead of hearing you through your microphone. I just thought about that.
1: Well, that sounds like a you problem.
0: It might be. I just want to be uh, sure. Let me
1: see. Let me check the thing. Uh,
0: should be. We? Well, while John is checking his microphone, I just want to remind you guys that, again, yeah, we would love comments. We would love for you to talk back. We have a Discord uh, page. Um Called uh Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Uh, I'll put links on Instagram. That's kind of my main place that I put any information about our show is on Instagram. You can look us up at Beer, Bourbon, Balderdash on Instagram. And we have a Discord page. Um, I'll check it. I'll talk back to you. I'll, I'll like to talk to people that want to listen to the show as well. And, again, if you want to send us donations or Satoshis, we're always up for that. Um, it does just kind of help us out with um, knowing that you guys care and that you're finding value. And, uh, and tell us what you valued about what you were hearing and, uh, we'll do more of that. So, yeah. Is that better? Oh my gosh. That's like night and day, man.
1: Yeah. Sorry. When I reset the, the, uh, clean feed. Yeah, it switched back. I think I was using this stupid tiny microphone. That might
0: have been. Hey, at least we can still hear you.
1: My my Bose head. I want people to know I have fancy Bose headphones, <laughs> and the microphone is hot garbage. <laughs> you
0: can grab a microphone from home here next time you come down. I got an extra. No, one.
1: that's not the problem. Oh, my microphone that I actually use is actually a really nice microphone. Okay. It's not really a podcast microphone. It's like a performance mic.
0: Gotcha. Microphone.
1: Yeah. It's actually one of the most common microphones that performers use, musicians use on stage.
0: Oh, we're wasting it on you.
1: Well, I bought it because <laughs> I fancied myself a a, a musician. Yeah. once. I was in a band. Yeah, we we had shows. We got paid once. Yeah, twice, maybe three times. Actually, I think we got paid three times.
0: Nice. Yeah, that works.
1: Our first show. Our first show. We made a dollar because we we it was a house party. And our one requirement was that we got paid. And fortunately, the cops showed up and shut us down because we ran out of songs. <laughs> well, no, they, I said that wrong. Fortunately, they showed up and shut us down. And it was fortunate that they did that because we were running out of songs. And uh, then we were like, sorry, kids, we can't play anymore. We're out of music. But really, we didn't have any more songs to play. Yeah, gotcha. The best part was they showed up at like 930. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, somebody said there was some noise. Uh, so you're going to have to shut it down by 10. And we're like, yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, come on, man. And then they stood there and watched the show. We had a couple of cops at our first show. Oh, that's it's funny. So- it was in somebody's backyard. It was pretty It was pretty funny. That's awesome. Well, how's your dry January going? Uh, well, I'm, I'm doing more like a moist January. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, so, well, so I wasn't ever actually doing a dry January mm-hmm. per se, and I knew I wasn't going to from the start. Um, I was home and there's just too much going on and hangouts and I'm like I'm not that committed to it. I think it's silly to like do an all or nothing thing anyway. Yeah. I think all or nothing's like it's just like like speaking in definitives I think is silly. Yep. Like it's it's 100% stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's I mean it's it's stupid. I'm just speaking in definitives. So I yeah. think it's a silly point. Um it's always dumb. Yeah. No, it's not always dumb. It's just sometimes dumb. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't do, I've never really prescribed to the full on dry January, but sure. that said, well, and then I was traveling for work. I had a trade show in Dallas and, um, there's Gotta too many drink opportunities in Jall- to have, Dallas. like, yeah. well, there's too many opportunities to have other people pay for very expensive alcohol. Mm. And, uh, so I take full advantage of that. Yeah. And then my flight home was a shit show and I was stuck in the Delta lounge at LaGuardia and took full advantage of the free booze there. Yeah. And then that is what kicked off my moist January. And <laughs> <laughs> all the drinks on Thursday and then stopped on Friday. Yeah.
0: I've had a pretty moist uh, January too. But, you know, again, it's it's all moderation. We're going to talk about that tonight. Mm-hmm. That is our subject yeah, of yeah. the night. And we're going to start it off by doing something that we've been wanting to do for a minute. And that's just try non-alcoholic nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, beer. And... Um, spirit, non-alcoholic spirit. You, I, can you call it a spirit? I guess it's spiritless, it's that's really
1: spiritless. Weird. Yeah, I'll try uh, I'm at, I'm more interested in the the spiritless bourbon or whiskey than I am in the beer.
0: Yeah, but we're gonna start with uh, beer because this is beer bourbon bar. Beer yeah. That's what we do. If you're new so, to this show, that uh, what our pr- way we do things is that we uh, drink a little beer and we talk about it. We give it a review uh we taste it and we um give it a gaze or nays or whatever opinion that we have and then we try a little bourbon and uh, we do the same thing and uh, hopefully what we're saying is educational and helpful and uh, we enjoy it and uh, we thought you might like that too uh also John and I we we just like having conversation with, so we kind of consider this a bit of bar talk where you get together you talk about life certain different subjects um if we're if we drink enough it gets a little heated most of the time, it's pretty <laughs> civil, as we believe most conversations and/or debates should be. So, welcome.
1: You should, you should be able to have hard conversations with people that you love. Yep. Both people, and it shouldn't get personal. Yep. Because like, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shouldn't evolve into "well, fuck you." You don't.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That, you
1: know, you know what that means. That means you've lost.
0: Yeah, you don't have an argument.
1: You've, you've lost the argument the second you go to like physical threats or name calling. You just you lost your yeah. It's over. Your argument.
0: I agree. So we're gonna do You're the done. Athletic Brewing Company. Do you have the Upside Dawn? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. We got
1: the same one. I, I, I was a little concerned because I thought it was the one I remembered bringing you, but yeah, uh, I grabbed two just in case. But yes, the Upside Dawn I think is their first one. It's just a pale ale. Okay. Or golden ale, yeah. I guess they call it. Yeah, golden. Uh, golden. Let's see if they have. It. Uh, I'm on their website right now, and okay. I was trying to actually see how they make it. Um, but I haven't I didn't find anything about exactly how they make it. So maybe it doesn't matter and let's drink. <laughs> okay, let's crack them open. <laughs> I'm sure it's a sugar bomb. No, well, it's only forty-five uh, well, calories. Yeah. So I have the hazy APA in the fridge. Oh, too, interesting. And it's 80 calories. So it's like, oh, that's kinda high, but it's like a beer without the alcohol. The alcohol calories are yeah. just gone.
0: Well, that's not so good. anyway. All right, man. Well, cheers.
1: Cheers. Bottoms up. Well,
0: smells like a beer. Looks like a beer.
1: Hmm. Taste
0: is okay. It's a little thin. Yeah, it's thin. That's how I would put it, too.
1: Uh, But I'm just, for comparison's sake, I'm pouring it in a glass. Yep. Can you see that?
0: Yeah, it's pretty
1: It light. looks like a beer. It's got a, yeah, it's really light. It's almost like soda poppy spritzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the bubbles are going through it. But it does have a nice head. It does look like a, I don't know. I mean, this is probably mostly the light in here, but like a, almost like a Mountain Dew. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the colors around me that's making that greenish color, but it's like hazy, like a cola. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not thick like a typical beer. Yeah. It smells
0: nice. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, if you know, the thing I have with non-alcoholic drinks is if, if. If you're health conscience, cautious conscience, sorry, and uh, and you're drinking this, you might as well just have water because, I mean, you're still mm-hmm. drinking calories. And this one, yeah, this can's only calories. 45 calories, which isn't bad at all. If you are a, a former alcoholic or a recovering alcoholic and you miss the taste and stuff like that, I don't know. It's like, why? It's
1: not quite the same. So, like. Uh, when I first tried that, this beer, um, English Paul gave it to me, handed it to me, and said, try this and let me know what you think. He didn't tell me what it was, and I knew immediately. Yeah. It was like the first taste. I was Mirror like, beer. Oh, this, like. However, if I was just, like, if I was poured this in a bar and I didn't really know what it was, somebody just brought it to me and I wasn't really thinking about it, uh, I would probably be like, it's fine. I'll drink it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it. I probably don't want another one, but. Um, I'll enjoy it. I'm not going to dump it out. It doesn't yeah. taste bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just, it, it feels <clears throat> like something's missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like, and and it's, it's good marketing athletic brewing company. I mean, they're mm-hmm. really marketed towards people who want to go to a party, but keep their figure, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know where this is really, where I think this actually, um, and I actually, I'm really glad this is out because the only, I mean, Growing up, it was what like O'Douls. Yes, it was, was O'Douls, which was terrible. Yeah, it did taste really bad. Uh, it tasted really bad. Um, and this fits in. <laughs> it really reminded nicely. you why you quit drinking. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh oh. So here's I found a description upside down. Uh, on their website it says it's fourteen dollars a six pack. So I think it's a little pricey for a non alcoholic yep. beer.
0: Yeah. Well, it's uh, a specialty.
1: I, yeah, I did find this in Whole Foods for $9. Okay. Um, and so, okay, so I'll just read the description really quick and yeah. then I'll tell you my, my thoughts on this. So classic craft golden ale style, refreshing, clean, balanced, light-bodied, aroma subtle with floral and earthy notes, brewed with premium Vienna malt along with a combo of English and traditional American hops crafted to remove gluten. Interesting. Yeah. Upside Dawn is crafted to remove gluten, this peak product, oh, there's a star, and then right behind it, it. Or an asterisk, uh, and then right underneath it, the asterisk is defined. Upside down is crafted to remove gluten. This product is fermented from grains containing gluten. The gluten content of this product cannot be verified, and this product may contain gluten. Well, it's interesting. So it's actually fermented. Yeah, but uh, what?
0: How do you take the alcohol so, out?
1: Okay, so I th- I I was I was suspicious that I was wondering if they just figured out a way to make something taste like beer. Or they actually started with the beer and then. Mm-hmm. Remove the alcohol. So if you think about it, when you when you make liquor, you separate the alcohol from the water. That's the first thing you do. Yeah. And how do you do that? You warm it up. And the alcohol evaporates off first, and everything else is there is left. So when I was looking at the spirit list, it's made this way too. The the process of actually getting to it is a little different, but there is alcohol in it. Yeah, it's when like they first point. start. Oh, and yeah. then they distill off the alcohol, and what's left is what you're drinking. So I think that's what they're doing here: is oh, they're essentially yeah. making a beer and then distilling off the alcohol, stripping the alcohol. Yeah, and so then there's half a percent of alcohol still in it. There's a little bit, but yeah. uh, enough that they <clears throat> don't have you don't have to be 21 to buy it. So, so where I think this really fits in. Oh, nicely really? You still is, don't have
0: to be 21 to buy this?
1: No, it's under half. A, it's like code, oh, yeah, it's like yeah, Kambuka. 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 Kombucha, how do you say it?
0: I don't know. I always say kombucha.
1: Acai bara, berries. Bara. Bara. <laughs> so where I think this fits in really nicely um, is the social drinker, the person who's like trying to limit the number of beers or drinks that they have, it feels like they have to have something in their hand. Yeah, like I can see that. You know, and it's like, like one of the one of the biggest problems I think in our society. I don't know if this is global or just. Americans, but like if you don't drink when you're out, somebody inevitably asks you why not. And a lot of people don't want to get that question. So if you had like this pint in your hand, even in a pint glass, no one's gonna ask you why you're not drinking. That's true. So if you're one of the people that gets that social anxiety or that fear and you're like, I I want to go out, but I don't want pressure to drink, this is a really good one to have. Yeah. I mean, even this can in a koozie, you would never really know that it was non alcoholic. Other than yeah, well, as long as it went all the way to the top hmm yeah <laughs> but it like and then it does like it, if you're in a social setting and you're just drinking because you like the taste of beer or you mm-hmm. just want to have something to drink because it sort of distracts your brain a little bit this is a good option i agree you're not gonna, you're not going to get hammered nope um and it would be a good like splitzy beer like have a have a regular beer and have one of these and go back and forth
0: yeah i agree with that because you're so yeah, good yeah i think it's good And uh, I like the flavor. I like the lightness of it.
1: Um, You know, actually, that last taste is really good. I actually doesn't have a bad
0: doesn't have a bad aftertaste either. No,
1: not at all. Yeah.
0: So yeah. All right. Well, good job.
1: It does taste a little thin. Like it doesn't have that that big craft beer body. No. So it's really um, a little bit watery. But
0: I think for people who don't like uh, pale ales. And they wish that they didn't have all that body and big bitterness and whatever, but they wanted it Mm -hmm. subtle because they like the floral, hoppy flavor of it, Um, that like
1: grainy flavor. That yeah, I think this is grainy flavor to it. Yeah, Yeah. I do too. Yeah, nice job, athletic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's move on to our bourbon for the night. Really excited. uh, Bourbon in quotes. Uh, I do the pop the top off, but um, my glue came undone in my cork, and so. What. Yeah, so the the, the cork. This this one?
1: Yeah, but look, uh the Whoa. the topic. Let me see. I haven't done mine yet. Let me see. Uh, oh, tiny hands. <laughs>
0: that was so weak. <laughs> 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 yeah. But oh. I know it oh, smells this. like a cigar.
1: Not this cork.
0: Oh, mine smells This smell- cork
1: smells like rotten thing. Oh. Uh, Maybe it's my fingers.
0: (laughs) Anyways, let's... uh, All right, so tell us
1: about it, Wes. What do we got?
0: So we're drinking Spiritless Kentucky 74. It smells weird. Um, It smells weird. Yeah, so it's a distilled, non-alcoholic bourbon. Um, It's basically, they say it's crafted using their pripe... (laughs)
1: proprietary <laughs> oh my god proprietary, proprietary. <laughs>
0: reverse we haven't even been drinking we're just flubbing these words proprietary reverse <laughs> distillation process so it's proprietary they can't tell us um it was named best non-alcoholic spirit and won a gold medal in the second annual la spirits awards i wouldn't call it a spirit but it's uh i guess it's in there um so it's uh it has a bit of a burn. Uh, they said because they add a little pepper in it. So we'll have to watch for that. Uh, oak smoke vanilla caramel is uh, the uh, the bourbon. And, uh, and that's kind of their core thing for each. And they call this a hero spirit. Um, so this is a, a spirit that you can still mix with old-fashioned mixes and stuff like that. Um, and it's supposed to taste like that. Um yeah so uh when you you can also mix it with uh other mixers that have alcohol in it and they call those mixer or they call those cocktails then havezys cuz you're cutting the alcohol. So if you wanted uh a cocktail that had less alcohol but the flavor that you're kind of looking for, you could do it that way. Um yeah. So uh it says here though. Great idea. I think so too says, we understand that for some, choosing non-alcoholic spirits may not be a part of their lifestyle. So Spiritless was designed for drinkers and non-drinkers alike who want to consume a delicious cocktail that looks, smells, and tastes like the real thing, minus alcohol. So some consumers who are actively practicing sobriety may feel that it isn't right for them, but for those that are making lifestyle choices to cut back or to lower their alcohol consumption, we think Spiritless is an ideal option. And they have this and they have a tequila version. And we were going to do the tequila version, and then I was like, you know what? This is beer, bourbon, and ballerdash. We got to do. We got to find the bourbon. Mm-hmm. And so this is the Kentucky Seventy Four. So let's give it a little sniffy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very. It, it smells like an old fashioned mix right off the bat for me.
1: It, yeah, it does. Cola, yeah, like almost a like a cinnamon. Yeah, a cinnamon like cinnamon or cloves or something. Cola.
0: I smell like a cola,
1: cola. like an like an old timey cola, not like a Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's got like, yeah, like an orange
1: zest kind of thing to it, too.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: It's, it's a it's little almost, sour smelling, too. It's almost like a pumpkin spice whiskey. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Let's taste it. Cheers. You know what it smells like? It smells like those pine cones that you see at the entryway to grocery, grocery stores. stores at yes. <laughs> <laughs> the apple cinnamon pine cone yeah. or whatever, or broom. But there's like <laughs> something else on it that's, that's hard like underneath that spice there's there's another aroma to me it smells sour kind of a yeah. sour smell
0: anyways cheers yeah cheers oh oh no yep mm, nope it's like drinking that that pine cone yeah it's like drinking christmas the smell of hallmark
1: Like, it's like if you took... no, no. It's Mm. like if you took um, vanilla extract and put all the spices (coughs) in it and then diluted it into a gallon jug of water. Yeah. Yeah, so... Really, really thin.
0: Very thin. No body.
1: No body. You know why I don't like this? Mm. Because I could make an approximation of this to cut my cocktails with at home. Yeah. If all I wanted to do was cut my cocktails with something that made it seem like it was still a full thing old-fashioned
0: i have a little bottle of jack daniels here
1: i feel like we're
0: drinking the mixer Mm. that's what comes to my mind when i'm drinking this that i'm drinking the mixer. do you have a bottle of something somewhere
1: uh i got some wild turkey let me go get it okay
0: i don't think i have wild turkey here anymore Uh. thanks folks for hanging in there and listening to us uh No, I'm just going to do the Jack Daniels. That'll be fine. I'm going to pour a little Jack in there. I'm going to see what we're going to get as soon as Johnny gets back. This wild turkey. All, All right.
1: right. I'm back, but I can't hear you because I don't have my headphones on. Oh,
0: that's okay. All right.
1: <laughs> All Let's right. see if we can Should've save
0: this headphones. thing here with the
1: alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So my biggest disappointment, I I I didn't expect it to taste like bourbon, but like
0: they I make ca- it sound. I kind of made it th- thought it would be somewhat similar though. More yeah, they similar. They make it
1: sound like it should taste like it. Yes, the the description is very misleading. It does not taste like bourbon at all. Mm-mm. So here's what I'm gonna do. It's gonna bad, and some- the
0: aftertaste is very bad. Yeah, it's not good.
1: So here's here's what I here's what I got, Wes. Okay. I got some... Ice. Okay. Some demerara sugar. Oh, you're going to make it a little old fashioned? I'm going to make a little old fashioned. Nice. Well, I, I don't have all the things to do it. I got my 74. Mm-hmm. And I got my, I got, I'm working on uh, wild turkey.
0: Nice. Love it. This will make it better. Yes, it will. go.
1: Oh, that's the spirit. A little bit of that. Mixed in there. I think you're right. Give it a little stirry poo. Did you mix one?
0: Yeah, I just put a little Jack Daniels in mine, so I'm going to go a different route, and that's going to be
1: great. Did did you do 50-50? just like a splash?
0: A little more than a splash. Maybe an ounce of Jack Daniels, and I think I had an ounce left. So, yeah, maybe 50-50. About 50-50.
1: Yeah. I don't know if the sugar cube is dissolved yet, but that's okay. It smells a little better already. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It did not make mine taste better.
1: Did not make it better. Oh, that... (sighs) might be worse. I wish I had some place to dump this. Um. (laughs) That's not good.
0: No. That was a waste of $34 is what I paid for it. Yeah, I think
1: mine was $34 plus (laughs) taxes, almost $40.
0: Yeah, I don't think I would serve this even to someone who is a, a recovering alcoholic or... Yeah, so... You would have to really put a lot of sugar and... I mean, all kinds of stuff to hide this, but even then, that that weird aftertaste—it's—it's it's mm-hmm. almost like pencil shaving it aftertaste. It like sits on or, the back of your
1: tongue. Yeah, like, it's still
0: you know. there after yeah. I put the jack in
1: there. It's still there. Maybe the sugar cube needs to be more squished. More sugar. Need some. I need a maybe some more bourbon. Uh, screwball. I think
0: a little screwball in there. <laughs> mm. Like you put two fingers in your mouth, you little whore.
1: Well, it's because I squished my sugar with them.
0: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> is
1: that what we call it now? Squishing sugar. So the problem is, I think it's a similar problem with the, with the, with the beer. Is if you're used to drinking alcohol, I mean, outside of the flavor, the flavor is weird. Um, but if you're it's used bad. to drinking alcohol, there is a mouthfeel associated with it <clears> that. <throat> is yes. not approximated by these. And I yes. think that's, I think there's a psychological aspect to it that you, that we're missing. There's that, like that feeling <laughs> that we associate with that drink that we're just not getting. Yeah. Um, plus it just doesn't taste very good. Yeah. I don't think, I I don't think and the, not at the price either. At, I know at $40. Yeah. Like I was telling Helen, like uh, I told her I picked it up, I it's like, we're doing it for the podcast. So uh, it's The only reason I'm actually buying it is because for the podcast, it's worth a try. And if it's good, it's (laughs) worth knowing it exists. Yep. Um, Because I am more than happy to mix non-alcoholic drinks for friends or even cut my own drinks with it if it tastes good.
0: Yep.
1: Like like a mixer. If it was like we felt like 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 this was. Yeah. But like in this case, it's like if I don't, if my object is to not drink or not drink alcohol. Yeah. I'll just have like a LaCroix.
0: (laughs) Which are also soda. bad for you, but I would rather have an athletic beer.
1: Yeah, I'd like yeah. to try the other ones. I have their hazy IPA, and it's pretty good. I already yeah. tried it. We,
0: that's I did good. give you uh, the bottle of the Jalesco, the the tequila, of the near tequila. I don't want to try it. Um. So that's big disappointment. What's that?
1: Yeah, it is a disappointment. It is, a yeah. But at least now, we know now. What would be really interesting <laughs> is if we like I'm going to bring this home with me and I'm going to make old fashions for people that don't know. Yeah. I run the, I, between you and me. I, I'm 99% certain that people that I've done this to have never listened to, to an episode of the podcast. So I think it's pretty safe, <laughs> but I rarely swap out booze with yeah. people. Um, when it's like, I know right now you just need to drink. And so I don't want you drinking my $90 bottle of whiskey. I'll I have a forty dollar bottle, which is still a lot, but it's not as painful. Yep. But I'll I'll regularly like <clears throat> dumb it down. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if I can run the same sort of experiment on somebody with something like this and make a series of old fashions and see what they say. Actually what well, is smart really-
0: is when you have a party and someone is mm-hmm. getting way too out of control. Oh yeah. You start giving this to them and be like, no nah, here you go. And they as they start pounding that.
1: Oh my gosh. I did have <clears> to carry one night. Yeah. She uh, she was getting pretty rambunctious. And no, not... Somebody decided we were all going to get two shots. And so I was giving her water shots. And either she didn't notice or she didn't want to say she noticed. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like, maybe she was glad she was... Like, you know what? Like, I don't want to just assume. That's funny. I know what I think. But it is possible that she's like, oh, that was a water shot. And I'm so glad it was a water shot. I mean, that could be true. So... She could totally. It's like, that. if somebody did that to me, I wouldn't say anything. <clears throat> I'd be like, "Oh yeah." It depends on how uh, fucked up you are. You it's might. Like, I if think you knew, you just... if you knew, you'd be like, "What the <laughs> hell are
0: you doing? Give me this shit."
1: <laughs> yeah, not me. I'd be like, "Oh, that is somebody's subtle way of telling me I am over the top. Yeah. Need to, need to stop."
0: Yeah, I get that. Well, so. Uh, well, dry that—that's disappointing, and it kind of goes hand in yeah. hand with what I kind of think about dry January as as a disappointing uh, thing. But what I've noticed is lately, um, thanks to uh, a few popular public figures, and I think for uh, two and a half years of COVID lockdowns and and stuff like that, I think people are swinging the other way and becoming more teetotalers. Um, than they were before, because I think during, you know, the stress of the pandemic, it's like that. A lot of people drink a lot that usually Mm -hmm. were probably very moderate drinkers. Excuse me. And so what I think is making me gassy burpee. So what I think it's, uh, I think what's happening right now is that what we're seeing, and I see this a lot on Twitter. I see this a lot on, um, YouTube is this whole don't drink and hear all the horrible things that drinking does to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them is like Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I actually like. I like listening to him. He's very, very smart. He doesn't even like the taste of alcohol, um, and he does a lot of videos about the harm of alcohol to your body um, internally and physically, and I agree with him. I'm sure it's making you Huberby too. I'm sure it's uh, – I know it's not a good aftertaste that comes up, um, and I'm sure a lot of those things are – well, I, I know that. They're probably all true because he's a very respected – doctor and neuroscientist and whatnot. Um, but however, I think you have to live life as well. And you have to kind of know yourself. And I think it's fine to have drinks in moderation. And you and I have always spoken about moderation on this podcast as well, because we believe in that. We don't believe in drinking all the time or co- being constantly drunk. We think those things are abusive, you know? So ideas, everything in moderation and sometimes even moderation on occasion. So, and there's a history to d- dry January. And dry January actually began in 2012 as a public health initiative um, uh, called Alcohol Change UK. Oh, that recent? <clears throat> yeah, that recent. So that's how oh, long. Wow. Dry January, dry January, dry January. Can that be a word? Sounds dumb.
1: Yeah, let's not make it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's some information that I found about dry January. Uh, Some researchers asked 832 individuals across the U.S. about their alcohol intake over a typical 30-day period. Uh, Participants reported drinking alcohol on 12.2 days and consuming almost 27 alcoholic drinks during that time in the 30-day period. More than one-third reported engaging in binge drinking, which is considered consuming five or more drinks for men and four or more drinks for women in about two hours. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Two hours. Two hours.
1: <clears throat> That's pounding. So I always, I always <clears throat> read that it was, um, a, more broad, and it would say something like five or more in a single occasion.
0: Mm.
1: So where, we'll like, get to that. So the two, like it's interesting because like the two hours is very definite, and the single occasion is tricky because like maybe the Fourth of July is a single occasion. So if you had five drinks. Because you started drinking at ten in the morning because of America. Yep. And you and you had one every two hours for the next twelve hours. Six drinks. Are you binge drinking? Nope. Because your body can can metabolize one drink per hour. Yep. Yep. So like So this is
0: five drinks in in a two hour span. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. Let's see let's see what that
0: does to me. Okay. We're We're gonna test it. More thing. This is moreover, nearly two-thirds of the participants said their drinking had increased compared to their consumption rates before COVID. Their reasons? Of course, higher stress, more alcohol availability, boredom. Um so those were some of the reasons uh that a lot of people over the last couple of years, and I think that's where we're seeing like a, a new age of teetotaling coming up. You know, you shouldn't drink, it's going to Shift harm to the you. Other side. Yeah, as it does, all these things do that all the time.
1: Which is funny because in the beginning of COVID, when we're all <laughs> stuck at home, we were celebrating day drinking.
0: Yes, we were. Yep.
1: So now maybe the, the next group is not so happy about it, or a lot of people probably honestly probably people made some pretty bad habits during during COVID. Yep um drinking earlier drinking more often drinking as just the thing that you did when you had your friend that you were willing to spend time with yeah 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 i don't know
0: and and you know also um i think people will start having this problem when they don't create um some kind of ceremony around it right so mm-hmm. you know uh, on a holiday or something like that having a few drinks or on a weekly get together with friends, having a couple drinks, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, some signs that you probably aren't doing great with the alcohol consumption, drinking by yourself a lot, Mm -hmm. um, drinking in the morning, feeling like you need a drink in order to accomplish tasks throughout the day. These are probably the big
1: signs. There is though, like the drinking by yourself, I think is a tricky one because I think it depends on why you're doing it. Cause like,
0: yeah, I would. Agree I'm with here that. by myself all
1: the time, and I know when I first when I was first here by myself, I was probably drinking more than I should have, <clears throat> and I wasn't getting hammered, drunk, and blacking out to sleep or anything like that. But I definitely was drinking more than I should. Yeah, and um, the uh, <laughs> this is this is a a bit of a sharing moment. The moment that I was like, uh, yeah, you're just drinking to drink right now. You're not drinking be- like. I, I like the taste of bourbon and whiskey and tequila and mezcal. I like, I like the flavors, yeah. not all of them, but I like beer. I like the way beer tastes. I enjoy tasting it, not just drinking it. Yeah. My goal is not necessarily to get drunk, but the point at which I was like, you're not drinking this because you like it, was I went and grabbed a hard seltzer from the fridge and then grabbed the vodka bottle and was going to put more vodka in it. <laughs> and, and I was like, 'Cause for whatever reason I had been drinking, I was like, this seems like a good idea. And then as I was standing there, I'm like, You're only doing this because you're you're trying to like escape. You're drinking to dull whatever emotions you're sure, having right now. Yeah. You're struggling. So this is how you're coping. And as I'm standing there, I'm like, This is not this is not healthy. This is not good. This is not solving anything. In fact, I'm going down that road that you hear that story of people who end up with a lot of issues, yeah, where they start over-consuming, and so that's I, I became very conscious of it in that very moment, and up until that moment, I would I think I was just sort of freewheeling and, not not that I wasn't caring, I was just choosing not to pay attention, yeah. to my bad choices. So that makes it was sense. like a really strange strange moment where like, like it's one thing. Oh, what it was, so. I think the cost of hard seltzers is ridiculous <laughs> because it's bubble water, yeah. with a little bit of flavoring, with and, some and alcohol, grain alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, is it malt plus, alcohol,
0: malt liquor type alcohol? Uh,
1: I think it's just grain alcohol. Okay, it's just like it's basically vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, and like last summer when we were at home, uh, when I was building a deck out front, I had a, a seltzer and I I put some Tito's in it. Because I didn't want to mix it into a glass, so I just put it right in the can. I was like, oh, yeah. this just tastes like a hard seltzer. Yeah. And it's like 30 cents a can, and then Tito's is whatever. Yeah. And so I think that's where my brain was going with this idea, but I was gotcha. doing it with an already hard seltzer yeah. and vodka, and yeah. it's like, mm, that's, no.
0: That's, that's
1: good cool. awareness, don't, though. Don't do that. Like at a crossroad, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, uh uh-huh. If
0: I continue down this. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm just doing it for the wrong reason, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so. there are some benefits to dry January. Thanks for sharing that. I know that's uh, that was personal, but uh, I think it's good for people to hear. Yep. Uh, the uh, perp, you just uh, need
1: to be more aware of the things we're doing. I think we do a lot of things autonomously and without thought. Yep.
0: And food is—I mean, can, food can be considered the same thing. You can really hurt mm-hmm. yourself with overconsuming food. And why are you eating? And asking yourself, are you addicted to food? Those mm-hmm. are questions I've asked myself too. Am I, I eating? I'm eating because I'm bored. I shouldn't be mm-hmm. eating then. Am I addicted to food? Because I'm not hungry, but I feel like I should eat. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So there are benefits, we'll get this out of the way, of uh, short-term abstinence from alcohol. Some of those, like a dry January. Some of those include weight loss, better sleep, lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol levels, reduced cancer-related proteins in blood, and... And honestly, more energy. And I know the sleep thing is a big one. And sleep probably has something to do with the weight loss as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So John and I are not saying that uh, not drinking doesn't have any benefits. Obviously, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we also live. And we live life. And um, and I think drinking is, okay, if you are a responsible mature person, you know yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's what John was saying, too. Like, think about why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Know yourself. And then have have the conscience to say, no. Nah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and try not to drink emotionally.
1: That's a big one, too. One of the things that came up this last week, too. So, like, I was telling you before we started that I'm not doing dry January, but I am definitely doing trying to reduce um, how much I've been drinking. And that I was home for most of December and then traveling. I was home for a little bit of January and traveling a lot. And I was drinking. I drank a lot over the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, as I look back, a lot more than I should have, and it was like every time we get together, I would have a drink. Sometimes it was a glass of wine, sometimes it was a lot more than that. Um, and then when I came back, um, I just decided, you know, for most of January, I'm going to avoid drinking. I'm just not going to. I'm just going to choose not to drink all the drinks last month. And um, my friend Deb, who lives here in Providence, um, like not long after I got back. Um, she was like, do you want to hang out? I was going to reach out to her and she's like, you know, what are we going to do? Let's go, let's go check out a bar. Or we'll check out this other blood. It doesn't really matter, but let, let's hang out. We haven't seen each other in a while. And, uh, I started typing out a message, letting her know that, uh, I'm not really drinking right now. Um, just to give her a heads up. And as I was typing it out, I had this sort of, this very real moment in my brain that's like, why do I feel the need to share that? Oh, yeah. Right, like, yeah, that's a good is, point. Are we getting together to drink? Or are we getting together to see each other? Yes. Are we getting together because we're friends, or is the drinking the thing? Ah, and I yes. was making drinking the thing, and drinking shouldn't be the thing. So I deleted the message. And I was like, this, I it shouldn't be a prerequisite that we are drinking if we're going to hang out. And so I was, I made that conscious decision to not say anything until we met. Like, just heads up, I'm not really drinking this month. Um, I'm at least trying not to, or reducing. Um, but uh, you know, it's like it's that fear of somebody saying something. It's, it's just like I was saying before, it's that that concern that somebody's gonna call you out or ask you why, or yeah, you know, and you wanna like get <clears throat> in front of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but really thinking about what you're doing and why you're hanging out with the people and would you still hang out with those people if you weren't drinking, or is exactly. drinking the thing that you do? That's so funny.
0: I had a similar experience with Max, because he's been out of town and he came back for a couple days. Um, but I was dealing with some other stuff, and then and then he left again. And then he messaged me, um, oh, Max. Yeah, and then he messaged me and he's like, "Hey, when I get back, or I'll be back. I think it's next week. Um, you know, I'm still doing Dry January, so maybe we can hang out in February." And I was like, "Why?
1: Why <laughs> do we need to wait till then?
0: Why, like?" is our really I said I think I said something like if our relationship is based off the alcohol we consume we don't have much of a friendship. Yes. Yeah, I seriously. said so I said why don't we we can play it's games, we can we can hang out, we can eat. I we mean can do all those things. <laughs> we don't have to drink, dude. And mm-hmm. he's like, "No, no, I I don't think I meant it that way." And I'm like, "No, I get it." But No, no, no. Because cuz we bonded at first for he really likes single malts and stuff and I think that was our mm-hmm. that was our way of communicating at first. Um mm-hmm. And I think it relaxes us both into talking to someone new. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, again, that yeah, you're right. That thing in your head kind of plays around like, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> is this a relationship based off of a, uh, yeah. A drinking. <laughs> or is this, yeah, or, like, or do we have other interests that we could be doing things?
1: Yeah. It, that it, like took me that, like actually writing out and thinking, It's like, do I, you know, just like with, with you telling Max, it's mm-hmm. like, I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. Well, I don't actually, I mean, I care what we do because I like doing fun things, but I don't care if we drink or eat or yeah. like any of that. I don't go for a walk. I don't, I don't care.
0: I think there was even an episode of friends where, uh, Courtney Cox's character, Monica dated a uh, fun Bobby. <laughs> I think it was fun Bobby. And then fun Bobby, he, they all kind of like, he's got a drinking problem. So he quit drinking and all of a sudden he wasn't so much fun anymore. No one wanted to hang out with him, And it was all because, he would drink. And that was mm-hmm. so what made, made him fun. Yeah, that's funny. Um, mm. A question yeah. for you. Let's define yeah. some terms. So we kind of talked about Let's binge drinking, which is yep. five drinks in two hours for men. Yep, 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 yep. What would you say is heavy drinking?
1: Uh, so I would assume heavy drinking is less than binge drinking. Yeah. I feel like heavy drinking is more broad like not been drinking is like a single point in time and heavy drinking is more consistent over time yeah so like averaging three drinks a night for a week
0: yep yeah daily yeah so uh according to our usda dietary guy is that right yeah anyone oh. who cannot stop no, at boost, one trivia. or two drinks a day may be considered a heavy drinker And heavy drinking is defined as consuming more than three drinks on any single day or more than seven drinks per week for women and more than four drinks on any single day or more than 14 drinks per week for men. It's important to note that these definitions are for adults of legal age drinking, of course. So if that's heavy drinking, what is moderate
1: drinking? Wait, so what What was the? What were the percentages? How many drinks per week for men and for women?
0: So for women, it's considered um, more than three drinks on a single day or more than seven drinks a week for women. Seven? Yeah. That's not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> and we're, we're showing, we might be showing more than we think we know about ourselves there. Um, and more than four drinks a single day or more than 14 drinks per week for men. So if you're drinking more, yeah. So it's like two drinks a night.
1: So there's this app called Sunnyside. <laughs> I was looking this up before, um, we got into this, and they it, it's a like help you track your drinking. Oh, app. okay, yeah. And they surveyed people, uh, 500 people that are related to their group, 500 people in their app space, and 25% of people said they drank 11 to 15 drinks a week.
0: Oh, so uh, they would be between moderate so to heavy drinkers,
1: yeah. And that is. <clears throat> that is the... That was a quarter of the people, though. That's like the 25 to 50% group. Yeah. So 50% of the people said they drink more than six, uh, 16 or more drinks a week. Oh. 5% of the people said they drink 46 drinks a week. No way. More. I don't know how you drink that much. 46 drinks a week?
0: Oh, that's a pickled liver.
1: That's like six a day.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Plus. Yeah. that's a, Oh, my God. Yeah. How do you, I don't know how you do that. That's oh a my lot. gosh. Do you eat? I mean, honestly. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> so moderate. I feel, bad, feel bad. I want to hear it. You- I feel bad for people that. Um, one of the things that this highlights. Well, how, hold think, on. How too. many
0: people How many people are moderate drinkers in? Less than 14 a week. Do they have that?
1: Uh, well, so 25% were 11 to 15 drinks a week. So they're right on so the cusp. S- six to ten drinks per week. is twenty two percent.
0: Okay, there, those are our moderate drinkers. Then,
1: yeah, and only three percent were Mormons <laughs> <laughs> and drank zero per week. <laughs> Why do they even have that app then? <laughs> uh, they're probably the engineers. The, oh, the, like I have to track like, my water. They could, they could be Muslim and they don't, and they actually are mm. devout and don't drink. I don't know because it is an app, so. Yeah. You know, somebody from India that doesn't believe in drinking that's working on the app that was surveyed. Yeah. It's possible. I could see that. Well, I, so I actually think it's great that, there, that this specific survey about alcohol involves people that don't drink at all. Yeah. Yeah. But it's much more representative.
0: Well, I, did, I looked up a couple studies, and here are some things that I came up with with moderate drinking. So moderate drinking – what can is, constitutes moderate drinking kind of varies in, depending on what study. Uh, some studies say one drink a day is moderate. Others say three to four drinks a day is moderate, which we just heard is could be heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. The latest consensus by USDA and dietary guidelines for Americans, and this is for between 2020 and 2025, puts one to two drinks a day for men and one drink a day for women as moderate. Mm. But then the next question you have to ask is, what constitutes a drink? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it Do you get to it, save it those up? Like,
1: like if I don't drink Monday through Friday, <laughs> do I get like six on Saturday?
0: Yeah, you can binge drink on Saturday. No, because it, the shock to the system, obviously, is the... Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. So, so in the U.S.
1: Sleep is the same way. Yeah. You, you don't yes. get to bank it.
0: No, you don't bank it. U.S. considers a drink to be, so this is the definition in the U.S., 12 ounces of beer, which has 5% alcohol content.
1: Yes, that's an important designation. Yes. 12 ounces of a 5% beer. Yep.
0: 8 ounces of malt liquor at a 7% alcohol content. 5 ounces of wine at a 12% alcohol content. And and 1.5 ounces of 80 proof or 40% alcohol content distilled spirits or liquors. And it's also important to note that alcohol percentages vary within a drink, obviously, right? So, like mm-hmm. we just said, so it could be could be different, could you know, and then you add mixers sometimes, and some of those mixers have alcohol in them as well. Yep. So it's um. So if you just say a drink, uh, the U.S. the guidelines for the U.S. whether you want to abide by them or not, um, that's what they consider that. So
1: <clears throat> probably of all the alcohol types, wine is the most consistent in its ABV. Alcohol by volume because yep. it's very consistent and it's consistently going to be between eleven and thirteen percent.
0: I mean, but most beers too, you can be five to eight percent is kind of where you'll constantly be in yeah, range. There's a for big most difference beers. between a
1: five percent and an eight percent. I understand that. I agree with that. But, but you're right. Like most are going to be five, like your average is probably these days between five and six percent. But you we are seeing a lot more that are lower. Yeah, you know, in the four percent. Yep, uh, which I appreciate both because it's a good business. Yep. for breweries to do this because it requires less ingredients, but it also is uh, more sessionable and more enjoyable. You can sell. sell more, they cost less to make, people get less schnockered, yep. but they don't enjoy them any less.
0: <clears throat> no, they uh, they don't. So now that we've kind of defined some terms and we talked about some of the benefits uh, or the benefits of abstaining from alcohol, um, we obviously know the risks of heavy drinking. Uh, of course, the first is alcohol dependency or alcoholism that kind of not only does uh, physical things to your body, but also it it destroys relationships around you as it becomes an all-consuming thing. And some of those things that kind of go into your, that affect your body, of course, and most people know this, liver damage, cardiovascular problems with strokes and uh, heart attacks. Um, It's been linked to different kinds of cancer, mostly that have to do with um, the digestion part of your body, you know, so from your mouth to your colon. Um, accidents and injuries, of course, alcohol contributes in people doing some really stupid shit and mm-hmm. hurting and injuring themselves. <clears throat> and then mental health problems, depression, anxiety, those kind of things also come up from heavy drinking as well. And then social problems, which are not being able to act right in social situations, um, you know, and that's because you're usually intoxicated. So. With the mental health stuff, one of the things that came to my mind is that I smoked for 13 years, mostly in my youth. And, um, well, all in my youth, 13 to 22, I think. Um, So for quite a a few years there. 12 then. Anyways, um, and I remember in my older age, uh, smoking, thinking that I was relieving stress. But actually what I was doing was adding more stress to my system. And all I was, because when I smoked, I was taking a break mm-hmm. at the same time. So I felt like I was relaxing, but I wasn't. My body was actually becoming more stressed out. Maybe mentally I was, but then my body would be more stressed out. And then I would want to have another smoke. And then it kind of created this whole mental, physical environment in me that I was so happy that I kicked. So, mm-hmm. and felt a lot better after I did.
1: Because nicotine is a? Drug. Stimulant. Yeah. Yeah, just gets you going. Get it you going. Calm you down, yeah.
0: where alcohol does calm you down. And so, if you are already in a depressed mood, or if you're going through a life thing or something like that, I mean, you have to be mindful of your alcohol consumption. Um, think about why you're doing it and who you're doing it with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, for sure. So, um, and and so that that doesn't become a crutch that you start leaning on that you actually have to deal with your problems. Yeah. Uh, So the benefits, actually, of moderate drinking. So there are benefits of moderate drinking, uh, such as relaxing. Alcohol can help you relax or reduce feelings of uh, stress, which is why it can become a coping thing if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does have heart health um, properties. Moderate alcohol consumption has been linked to lower risk of heart disease. Uh, there's actually been more than 100 perspective studies that show an inverse association between light to moderate drinking and risk of heart attack, clotting, and peripheral vascular disease, such as cardiac death and death from all cardiovascular disease. Um, and it's pretty consistent.
1: So when you say clod- <clears throat> clotting, like blood clots? Yep. So yeah. it's, it's – I mean, yeah, that's right. It's a blood thinner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, um, that's why um, when they – it's like a fallacy that you should drink when you're cold and it'll make you it'll warm you up. It yes. doesn't make it doesn't warm you up, it makes you feel warmer.
0: Yep. Yes.
1: Because it, it opens up your it's a
0: good distinction. your
1: capillaries. Yep. And allows the blood flow to flow, but you're actually releasing more heat. Yep. So you might feel warmer temporarily, but you're actually Making it worse. That's a good point. That's a very good point.
0: So, but the the fine line, of course, is that moderate light to moderate Science. drinking has the benefits, but the heavy drinking, if you kick <clears throat> it over on heavy drinking and it becomes a problem, all of those benefits go away and they all become the killers for you cardiovascularly. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. Yeah. Um also moderate amounts of alcohol can raise levels of high density lipoprotein or HDL, good cholesterol. Um, And those are also associated with greater protection against heart disease, Um, improved mood. Um, You know, when you drink, you get a bit of an improved mood. You know, especially if you're a social person, um, Mm -hmm. or not such a social person, and you drink a little and kind of opens you up a little bit to having more conversations and and feeling a little bit more loose. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think people often, if they, if they're not drinkers and they start drinking, this might be one of the reasons why. And again, you just have to ask yourself, is this a thing that I always have to lean on? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, it's also in the nurse's health study, the health professionals follow up study and other studies, gallstones and type two diabetes were less likely to incur in moderate drinkers than in non drinkers. The emphasis here, of course, is moderate drinking. Moderate. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, and that's that's something that I think you and I both agree that we're pro moderation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think it's wise to even take a week off. Um, or, you know, if if you think if you come home and you feel like you need a drink, stop and ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. And and if you really need to. Yeah, And I think the things that we brought up tonight, like you talking about your friend and me talking about Max, ask yourself about the friends that you kind of surround yourself. Are they drinking based or do you have other things in common? Mm-hmm. Are there other things that you also enjoy doing and that if alcohol was not a factor, would you still enjoy those things? Yeah. And cause you don't want to, you don't want to put your whole life around alcohol or any drug or any substance really for that matter. You want you want your friendships and your relationships to be substantive as they are. Did I say Mm -hmm. that right? Um, so, you know, you want them to be able to stand on their own. And then that, because you're an adult, you know, having an adult drink with them is something that you can add to the experience as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like those moments, like when we hang out and it's like sharing a really nice bottle of wine Yeah, is yes, it's about the wine, but it's not about the alcohol. It's not about getting drunk or yeah. buzzy or boozy. It's because we love we we have a shared love like like of Chris or whistlepunk. Yeah. It's like we have a shared love of that taste. Yes. But we're not just like shooting a big glass of wine in hopes that I can't see straight. Yeah, nor do we get
0: trashed. So no. I mean, I think that's the other thing too. We're not looking to get drunk. We're just enjoying uh, someone's someone's art, someone's mm-hmm. creation. You know, mm-hmm. and you have to, you have to be wise. And so I, I guess that's the big takeaway is just yeah. be wise, you know, and enjoy things. And you know, the moment you start abusing a thing, you're you're no longer enjoying mm-hmm. it and you yeah. want to make sure that you're not being controlled by things. So if you want to not drink, if you want to abstain from drinking, that's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Go for it. I did that yeah. for decades. Um, You know, I was a youth pastor and all that stuff. So I just didn't drink. I just, I didn't want that over me. And, and that was actually most of my twenties, thirties <laughs> were spent not drinking. Um, and then, you know, I started to enjoy, uh, some beer and I started to enjoy some wine. And now as, as I've been going into bourbons and stuff, um, I enjoy bourbons for tasting all, trying to find all the little things inside the bourbons that make that particular bourbon, what it is or what makes it special and I really enjoy that. And I enjoyed that when I worked at Starbucks. We did that same mm-hmm. thing with coffee. You know, what else can you taste? How else would it pair? Which is usually why I don't drink cocktails because I just want to taste the craft that someone else has created, and I think that's really important. So yeah, anyway.
1: well, and there's the big difference between <clears throat> like buying a handle of bottom bottom shelf bourbon and drinking every <laughs> night, and <laughs> like like actually having a bottle of something that you. Um, Sorry. My phone is making noises. Oh, phones. This is very annoying. Well, it was my wife. Oh okay, so.
0: well that's, that's a pass.
1: Um, so I'm ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not Helen. I love you. Um, <laughs> but like, like, like you said, like you're, you know, and kind of like we do on, on the show is like, we taste it. We think about it. We try to pick out what we like about it. What we don't like about it. Yeah. Um, try to understand it a little bit more. If, if, you are having a nightly whiskey or bourbon in that premise where you're like thinking about it and sipping it and slowly slowly drinking and enjoying it and the goal is not just to is not just the alcohol yep. that's very different than like i go home and i have three glasses of bourbon all the way to the top of my mason jar glass and then i pass out that's a different yeah, nightly ritual. Yep. You're in a different and place. There's, there's, there's a much <laughs> different intent behind that drink. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And so like when you're drinking alone or if you choose to drink alone, like there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but think about why you're doing it. Yep. Like, are you doing it because you enjoy it? Cause I know you and I both enjoy. Yeah. I
0: enjoy uh, a lot. The,
1: we enjoy the bourbon. I really enjoy talking with you about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I enjoy tasting the beer and talking with you about the beer, but yep. there are other moments where it's like, I just want to have a beer and, and, yep. you know hang out at the brewery and play whatever game they're playing that yeah. music trivia and, yeah, that
0: was fun. you know
1: there there is a ritual behind that too but yep. the goal is not i always feel like the times that i drank too much the goal was not to get not always there's been times when i just kind of wanted to be a little tipsy but the goal isn't just to get hammered yeah if i want to be silly i'll take a gummy <laughs> eat a cookie. <laughs>
0: well, as Oscar Wilde said, folks, everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> and that is it for uh, tonight's episode. John, thank you so much for yeah. uh, joining me again and doing this always. again and uh always. Yeah. And um yeah, I'll see uh I'll see you next week. Are you coming home next week, yeah? You'll mm, be no. home. All right, well no. fuck All
1: right. All right. I love you Wes. I love you
0: too. You have a good night, Johnny. Good night. All right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you just made for it. It's so silly.